This is Getting to Know Your Bible, a program dedicated to the proclaiming of the good news of Jesus Christ. Here's Billy Lambert. Try to imagine a man walking out in a forest and he comes up on a stream of water. Well, he's a little thirsty because he's been walking a long time in this forest and he thinks, well, you know, I'll, I'll get me some a drink out of this stream. It looks so clean and pure. And when he gets down to, to get a sip of water with his hand and he puts it to his mouth, he, boy, he spews it out because he said, oh, that's terrible. It, it tastes terrible. And he cannot understand how something that looks so good could taste so bad. So he begins to go upstream to see if he can find out what's happened. And he finds some smaller streams coming into this stream. And each of those small streams is bringing in brackish type water, dirty water, trash into the stream. And it pollutes the stream. And as it goes on down the stream, oh, it looks good, but it has a horrible, horrible taste. He says, well, I don't understand that. So he keeps going upstream. He said, I want to find out where this stream begins and he finds a spring that is just overflowing with water and he tries to some of the water there and he puts it in his hand and he puts it to his mouth and it's some of the sweetest water he's ever tasted in all of his life you see he had to go back to the source today we want to talk about back to the Bible. I want to urge you to stay tuned today. On Getting to Know Your Bible, we offer a free Bible correspondence course. And we want to pause long enough that you can learn more about this Bible course and how you can receive it. To help you in your study of the Bible, we want to send you this Bible correspondence course. This course is non-denominational. It's based on the Bible. It's conducted by mail, and it's free. To receive this course, write to Getting to Know Your Bible, P.O. Box 314, Summerdale, Alabama, 36580. Or call toll-free 1-877-711-5214. The distinctive plea of Churches of Christ throughout the world is to go back to the Bible. To just speak where the Bible speaks, to remain silent where it's silent. In 1 Peter chapter 4 and 11, Peter said, If any man speak, let him speak as the oracles of God. I really believe that we need to go back beyond all of the confusion that exists in our world, in the religious world that is, and go back to the source. Let's go back to the Bible and let's just see what does the Bible have to say. So today on our telecast, we're going to be talking about that. We, we want you to stay tuned as we discuss back to the Bible. Now, why would we even suggest something like that? 
Why, why would I suggest that, that we, that all of us that are living today, need to go back to the Bible, that you need to go back to the Bible? Well, let me give you a, a reason or two, I believe, that are valid considerations. First of all, we need to go back to the Bible collectively. And when I say we, I mean all humanity. We ought to go back to the Bible because the Bible, it is so easy for us to drift away from it. If I were to assess our condition in America, my, my assessment would be that we have drifted. We have drifted so far from the Word of God. In second chapter of the book of Hebrews, the writer says we ought to give the more earnest heed to the things that we have heard lest at any time we should drift away from them. It's easy to drift. It is so easy to drift. When I think about the moral condition of our country, would you not agree we've drifted? We've drifted so far. When, when I read statistics like this, and you can find these for yourself on the, on the Internet, that only 6% of the teenagers in America believe in an absolute standard of moral values. That means that 94% do not. See, we need to get back to the Word of God because we have drifted, drifted so far. We, we need to get back to the Bible because it is so easy to depart, to depart from it. In 1 Timothy chapter 4, in the first verse of that chapter, Paul, Paul wrote and said, Now the Spirit speaks expressly that in the latter times some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils and speaking lies with hypocrisy and having their conscience seared with a hot iron. See, it's easy to drift. And in so many ways... There's been a massive departure from the principles that are taught in this book, that is the Bible. That, that's the reason that we call this telecast getting to know your Bible. We need to get back to the Bible. We get to, need to get to know your Bible. Uh, another reason we, we make this appeal to go back to the Bible is because no person is capable of directing their affairs, their lives, without assistance. Now that's what we've been trying for a number of years in this country. We, we've been trying to go it solo, that is, without God. How's that working out for us? How's that helping us in this country? You know, the Bible says, O Lord, I know the way of man is not in himself. It is not in man that walks to direct his steps. But we've been trying to direct our own steps. I think so many people have been influenced by the, the so-called philosophy of secular humanism that suggests that no one is going to tell us how to live our lives, how to conduct our lives, and that I am a law unto myself, and that I go it without God. And I'll tell you, that's not working out too well today. Folks, we need to get back to the Bible. We need to return to the principles that are taught within the pages of the Word of God. 
And another reason I would suggest that when you get to back to the Bible, it is because it is so easy to forget. There are things that we were taught maybe as children in Sunday school. We, we were taught at the knee of our father, our mother, when we were children. And over the years, there is a tendency sometimes to just drift away and forget about those things. In 2 Peter chapter 1, Peter is enumerating what we sometimes refer to as the Christian graces. And then he makes this statement, He that lacks these things is blind and cannot see afar off, and hath forgotten that it was purged from his old sins. Wherefore the rather, brethren, giving all diligence to make your calling and election sure. You see, it's easy to forget those things. It's easy to forget what we've been taught. Later in that chapter, Paul Peter said, As long as I'm in this body, as long as I'm alive, I'll not be negligent to put you in remembrance of these things. What we really need today is reminding of the principles that are taught within the Word of God. We need to get back to the Bible. Let me encourage you to study your Bible. Let, let me encourage you to, to take your Bible off the shelf. And you need to begin to study. You say, well, I don't have one. I don't have a Bible, Brother Lambert. Then you contact us at Getting to Know Your Bible, and I will see to it personally that you have a copy of the Word of God. We want you to know your Bible. But what does that really mean to go back to the Bible? All that sounds good, but what does that really mean? When, when we go back to the Bible, when you go back to the Bible, what's that going to mean for you? Well, let me suggest, first of all, when you go back to the Bible, that that means that you will come to understand that the Bible is inspired of God. It was Peter in 2 Peter 1, 20 and 21, who said that holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. That This is not a book inspired like Shakespeare or some other book. This is a God-breathed-upon book. God inspired men to write what He inspired them to write. He used their talents, their abilities, their, their natural abilities to write His Word. And we have it today, inspired of God. Paul said all Scripture is given by inspiration of God. All of it is inspired of God. And it is profitable. What's it profitable for? What's it good for? For doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. I've often said that everything God wants us to know, to live a good life here, and to be prepared for the next life, has been recorded within His Bible. I love browsing in bookstores. I really do. I, I like bookstores. I'm just drawn into a bookstore. It's kind of like a magnet to Billy. And I, I look sometimes at all the self-help books, just out of curiosity more than anything else. And do you know there's a book written for everything that we, have, that we find wrong with ourselves? Whatever it is, one on the worry, one on depression, this, that, and the other. But you know the greatest self-help book that's ever been written is the Bible. We have everything in this book we need to know. You see, when you come to the point in your life you're ready to go back to the Bible, you'll see that the Bible is the inspired Word of God. And to go back to the Bible also means that, 
that you're going to uh, see the Bible as the source of your faith. Faith comes by hearing this book, and hearing comes by God's Word, Romans 10, 17. And I'm going to repeat that over and over and over again until we all come to believe that the Bible is the source of our faith. We have to build on that. That's the foundation stone upon which we build our lives. And then, when you go back to the Bible, you will understand that the Bible is the foundation of unity. Unity. Let me read to you part of Jesus' prayer in John 17. Jesus' real prayer is in the 17th chapter of John where He's praying to His Father. But in verses 20 and 21 of that prayer, Jesus said, Father, I pray neither for these alone, but for them also which, which shall believe on Me through their word, that they all may be one, that they all may be one, as Thou, Father, art in Me, I in Thee, that they may be one in us, that the world may believe that Thou sent Me. There is infidelity in our world. There are those in our world who do not believe the Bible, do not believe in God. And I am convinced in my mind and in my heart that one of those contributing factors to the infidelity in our world is the divided condition that exists in the religious world. Jesus said, I want my disciples, my followers, to be united. I want them to be one. Why, Jesus? That the world may believe that Thou hast sent me. Unity has its foundation in the Word of God. And then when you go back to the Bible, you will learn wherein men Air from truth. In Matthew twenty two twenty nine, 29, Jesus said, You do err, not knowing the Scriptures, nor the power of God. You see, by studying the right way, it illuminates the reason people might be in the wrong way. And so you, this is what you will learn. Now, furthermore, by going back to the Bible, you, you will see that you have to learn to speak the language of heaven. Now that might sound a little strange to you, to speak the language of heaven. A lot of people are speaking the language of men today. That is, they're telling us what people have to say. But 1 Peter 4 and 11 says, If any man speak, now that's any man, any individual claims to be a teacher of the Bible, a preacher of the Bible, if any man speak, let him speak as the oracles of God. Really, I don't have to concern myself so much about what I'm going to preach. I may have to concern myself about preparation to do it, and I do have to concern myself with that. And I pray about that. But you see, I just need to tell people what God said. I just need to tell them what the Bible says. Wouldn't that, isn't, that, isn't that enough? When we're speaking the language of God, speaking the language of heaven, telling men the oracles of God, what that eliminates, what that eliminates, good people, is my opinion, your opinion. It eliminates our think-sos. I was talking to someone just recently, and, and, and we had been studying the Bible together, and he said, is that the reason for this over here? I said, let me tell you. 
It's not what the Bible teaches that divides us religiously. It's what it doesn't teach. It's the commands, the doctrines, and traditions of men. You see, the Bible is God's Word. Folks, there's power in this book. And we just need to get back to the Bible. Well, when you go back to the Bible, you're going to find out that the Bible is going to judge you in the last day. That's a pretty serious thought, isn't it? You see, there's going to be a last day, the end of the world. Well, it's coming. It's, it's inevitable. And when we stand in the judgment, there, there's going to be a standard for it. Paul wrote about that standard in Romans 2.16. Paul wrote, In the day when God shall judge the secrets of men according to my gospel. See, on the last day we're going to be judged not by what I think, not by what someone else says, but I'll be judged by the Bible. So that, that's what we, what we mean by going back to the Bible. We understand that the Bible is going to be the standard by, that I'll be, uh, by which I'll be judged in the last day. Now, what am I going to find if I go back to the Bible? What, what, what will you find? If you were to go back to the Bible, what are some of the things that we're going to learn? First of all, you're going to learn that the Bible is our authority. You know, our Lord in Matthew 28, 18 said, All authority has been given unto me in heaven and on earth. If I were to give you everything that I have in my hand, if I gave you everything, I'd have nothing. And when Jesus said that all authority is His, that means that I don't have any. There's not an individual living on the face of this earth. No man, no woman that has authority in matters religious. Jesus has all authority. The authority of Jesus was delegated authority. Jesus said, all authority has been given unto me. Who gave him that authority? The Father gave him that authority. He delegated that authority to Jesus. You know, in our nation, we have three branches of authority. There's the executive branch that resides in the presidency. There is the judicial branch that resides in the Supreme Court. And there's the legislative branch that resides in the Congress. And all of those are supposed to be a check and balance one on the other. I'm not certain that's the way it works anymore, but that's the way it's supposed to work. Jesus has all authority. He has executive authority. He's King of kings. He's Lord of lords. Jesus has legislative authority. He's our lawgiver. Listen to Galatians 6 and 2. Bear you one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. He is a lawgiver. And Jesus has judicial authority. In John 5, 27, the Bible says there that He gave Him authority to execute judgment because He's a Son of Man. Someday, you and I are going to stand before Jesus and He'll not be exercising executive authority. 
or legislative authority, but judicial authority. He will be our judge. Now, all of that being said, if Jesus has all authority, doesn't it just seem reasonable that we ought to respect His authority and that whatever Jesus says to us, we ought to listen? God speaks to us today. I believe God speaks to us today, but how does God speak to us? Listen to Hebrews chapter 1 and verse 1 and following. God, who at sundry times and in divers manners spake unto the fathers by the prophets, hath in these last days spoken unto us by His Son. God speaks to us through His Son to whom He gave all authority. If I want to know what I am to do to be saved, if, I'm, if I am to know what I am to do in the living of my life every day, all I have to do is to consult Jesus and His teaching in the New Testament. He has all authority. I need to respect that authority. And one of the greatest difficulties we have in our modern times is disrespect for all authority, anybody's authority. People disrespect the authority of the, of the policeman. They disrespect the authority of local government. They disrespect the, the, the authority of, of state government, federal government. Total disrespect for authority. But we have to respect the authority of Jesus. There are people that refuse to acknowledge Jesus even as being the Son of God. But I'll tell you, my friend, there's a day coming when every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. You see, there's a time coming you'll acknowledge His authority. Isn't it better to do that now? I'd encourage you to go back to the Bible and to learn what the Bible teaches you need to do today to live the Christian life, to even be a Christian. What does it teach? Well, where are we going to find answers to that? We've got to go back to the Bible. And we need to respect Jesus' authority. It was at Jesus' transfiguration, found in Matthew, the 17th chapter, that God made this declaration. This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased, hear you Him. I, I, I'm, I'm a little slow to catch on things sometimes, but I think I've got that. That we're to listen to Jesus. We listen to Jesus and what Jesus tells us to do. You see, when we go back to the Bible, we understand that we are to go by authority of the Lord Jesus Christ. In the 21st chapter of Matthew, Jesus was asked this question by some critics. Now, by what authority do you do these things, and who gave you this authority? And Jesus, in essence, said, well, I'll answer your question if you'll answer mine. Isn't that fair? So Jesus said, John's baptism... Was John's baptism from heaven or was it from men? Well, these fellows got together. They had a business meeting. And they began to talk about it in this meeting they were having. They said, you know, 
He asked us John's baptism, is it from heaven or is it from men? Now, if we say John's baptism was from men, we're going to upset people because they think John's a prophet. But then on the other hand, if we say John's baptism is from heaven, well then, that's going to put us in a bad spot because we don't believe it. So they came back to Jesus in essence and said, we're just not going to tell you. So Jesus said, well, I'm not going to answer your question either. But the question of Jesus is a pretty valid thing, thing to think about. From heaven or from men, anything we do in life either has divine authority, the authority of God behind it, the authority of the Bible behind it, or it's a fabrication of man. I, I prefer, and I would urge you to prefer, something from heaven. You see, when we go back to the Bible, that's what we're doing. When we accept the authority of the Bible, we accept the authority of the Lord Jesus Christ, then we're, we're looking at things that heaven has ordained or heaven has authorized. For example, in, in the area of your salvation, what, what does the Bible teach? Well, the Bible teaches you that Jesus is the only Savior there is. I know some people say, well, there are all kinds of Saviors today, and everybody, we live in a pluralistic world, and everybody has their own way of being saved. Acts 4 and 12 says, neither is there salvation any other. For there is no other name under heaven given among men whereby you must be saved. Jesus is not a way, He is the way. I'd urge you to believe in Him with all of your heart. I'd urge you to repent of your sins because Jesus said so. I'd urge you to be willing to acknowledge your faith in Jesus. And I'd urge you to be baptized into Christ for the remission of your sins. Jesus said, He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. I want to thank you for watching today. And in the closing moments, may I urge you to... to Pick up the telephone, call right now for the free Bible correspondence course. If you prefer, you can take it online. And also, may I invite you, give you a very personal invitation to visit the Church of Christ in your community. We would be happy to help you find the church. Until we meet again, may the Lord bless you and may the Lord keep you is my prayer. We want to help you as much as possible in your search for a personal relationship with God. You can now easily access our free Bible correspondence course online at gettingtoknowyourbible.com. If there's any way we can help you grow closer to God, please email us at gettingtoknowyourbible at yahoo.com or call us anytime at 1-877-711-5214. Getting to Know Your Bible has been presented by Churches of Christ. If you have a question about the church, or if you would like the location of a Church of Christ near you, or to receive the free Bible course, write to Getting to Know Your Bible. 
P.O. Box 314, Summerdale, Alabama 36580, or call 1-877-711-5214. Join us next time for Getting to Know Your Bible.